Hi, and welcome to Authentically ADHD with me, your host, Carmen. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm a teacher, a life coach, a late diagnosed ADHDer, and I created this podcast to help others improve their lives the way I have by learning about myself through my coaching program focus and learning about my unique brain and how it works and also by creating this space of community and connection. Are you ready for the episode? Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Authentically ADHD with me, Carmen. So do you struggle with both ADHD and anxiety? Are you curious if you may have both? This is a common uh, thing among women with these disorders, and it's one of the biggest hurdles in correct diagnoses and treatment, which is why we're talking about ADHD and the anxiety connection today. But before we dive in, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. I am a teacher, an ADHD year, and an ADHD life coach who does a lot of research. The information in my podcast comes from the books that I've read that are by doctors and therapists, the research that I've done, my experiences, and my clients' experiences. So, now that I've clarified my lane as a coach, let's dive into the content. Hi friend, could you do me a huge favor? If you're not already, could you scroll up to the top of your podcast app and click that follow button and possibly give me a rating and if you could, a review? It would mean so much to me and my goal to get as much information out to the people with ADHD as possible. I appreciate you so much for listening. Thank you and let's get back to the show. So, do you often feel that it's hard to connect with people beyond a surface level? Do you find it hard to be around other people at times because you tend like to not be able to stand them or you feel like you don't connect with them? Are you easily offended with an added overreaction to the offense? Do you feel like projects are never done? For example, cleaning, organizing, or paperwork. Do you feel like life is always against you and you live in reactive mode? Do you feel completely swept away by emotion and rational thinking then gets clouded so you react irrationally? Do you feel like you can never stop being busy, quote unquote? Do you have worries that are irrational to those around you? Do you always fear the worst in any situation? So if you answered yes to more than half of the questions that I just asked, you most likely have generalized anxiety disorder. Again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not diagnosing you, but generalized anxiety disorder is misunderstood as it is. Again, I believe it's the name here, just like ADHD, because it's called generalized anxiety. It's, let's clarify it 
It does not mean that you have general anxiety like regular people experience stress and anxiety daily because they do. If you're a human, you have stress and anxiety daily. What it means is that you generally have, no, when you have generalized anxiety disorder, it means that generally everything makes you anxious. See, because everybody has stress and anxiety, there's even healthy stress and unhealthy stress. Like, for example, healthy stress could be exercising. You're putting healthy stress on your body, but it's to improve it. It's not ruminating thoughts about a fire that never happened that is destructive to your brain. And one of the biggest issues with having ADHD and anxiety is that you don't feel like you belong. You don't feel like you can connect with people on certain levels. And if we want to feel connected, we have to pr like practice authenticity. And a lot of us grew up hiding ourselves from the world. And when we do that, it's destructive and can cause, <laughs> it can eat away at our worthiness. Literally, if you trade in your authenticity for wanting to be liked or accepted, it, it literally causes anxiety, depression, eating disorders, addiction, rage, blame, resentment, and inexplicable pain and grief. So when you feel vulnerable, what do you do? Because as women and girls, we grow up being told that we should be a certain way, how we should be, and being different is not part of how we should be. So especially when we have ADHD and generalized anxiety growing up, you've learned that being happy, busy, and productive, and even perfect is what keeps you quote unquote safe. Anxiety here develops as a coping mechanism for ADHD traits or things that we feel are personality defects if we are not diagnosed as children. Even if we are diagnosed as children, we don't know that these things come from our ADHD, our disorganization, our short tempers, our inability to sit still or inability to keep our thoughts in a straight line. And since perfectionism is the most commonly endorsed cognitive distortion in ADHD brains, that anxiety feeds itself with perfectionism and black and white thinking and makes rules for you unconsciously in order to stay away from feeling that fear, anxiety, and stress. This is actually a cultural fear. As a culture, we do not want to feel uncomfortable. We want the quick and easy how-tos instead of going back to reparent, unlearn healthy, unlearn unhealthy coping mechanisms to relearn healthy lifestyles. I mean, who would have thought that Americans like the easy how-tos instead of the hard work? And we refuse to claim our shame. We refuse to talk about what gets in the way, like shame fitting in, guilt, belonging, and fear of being disliked or rejected. And a lot of that overlaps with ADHD and anxiety, which has to do with the misdiagnosis that we'll talk about later. Hey listener, if you're looking 
for a little bit more in setting and reaching your goals or any other part of my podcast, you have two options below. You can join Focused and we both get a credit to our account or you can sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me in the second link. Do either one if you feel like you want more support in these areas. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Here's the thing. Living with shame, always saying I should have or I have, like I should have done or what I should do. We are just feeding the ADHD's hyper-focus on our anxiety and worry. With the excessive worry and anxiety, and then the magnification, the emotional dysregulation, and impulsivity, we get emotional explosions, panic attacks, and other comorbid symptoms and negative outcomes. ADHDers try to belong, which is a human need. To have love and belonging is a human basic need. We don't speak the shame of our ADHD symptoms, plus... Then we try to fit in instead of finding where we belong. Let me explain. Fitting in is basically changing yourself to fit in with others. When you're trying to find where you belong, that requires you to be yourself. And when we are ourselves, we are less likely to mask. When we hide from our shame, when we don't claim it, it claims us. And then for girls, a lot of times, this is when perfectionism shows up. Because perfectionism exists on a continuum, just like ADHD itself, and it can show up in so many different ways, there are a lot of people who say that they don't even think they suffer from perfectionism tendencies, or that they suffer from perfectionism, but they don't feel like they have shame. Well, shame and perfectionism go right along hand in hand, and the basis of perfectionism says, I need to be different than who I am right now, in order to be accepted and worthy of love and belonging. And if you don't believe you're a perfectionist, I didn't either. I was dead wrong. Perfectionism can show up like you think you're striving to be your best through self-improvement, but it's not. The truth is, perfect doesn't exist. So trying to live in that fantasy is super corrosive and addictive, and it leads to hustling for our worthiness. Now, those are the words of Brene Brown, but it's how anxiety plays out in girls who grow up to be women who have ADHD and or anxiety. We have so much shame, believing that we are bad people instead of guilt, being good people who make mistakes, that we literally believe that we are defective. So, ADHDers, we... Whether we're diagnosed or not, we go through our childhood feeling different, knowing and seeing how our peers are different than us. And what happens is, as we age, we try to perfectionize or be perfectionistic about our traits as a form of protection. So then the anxiety shows up and the ADHD gets overlooked. And then the same thing can happen with depression. And this is not only from research, but what I actually experienced, and a lot of my ADHD uh, peers have experienced too, because the, the ADHD magnifies the depression and anxiety, we get misdiagnosed 
which leads to mistreatment, which can be very dangerous. So what is perfectionism? A huge form of anxiety and ADHD. What it is not? Striving to be your best self. It's not about healthy achievement and growth. It's the belief that if we look perfect, act perfect, and live perfect, and do perfect, that we can minimize or avoid shame, blame, and judgment. It's a shield, and it's corrosive to our self-worth, which is exactly what leads to all of that anxiety about I am what I accomplish, how well I accomplish it, and how much of it I accomplish. We have a huge fear of failure, a fear of rejection because our self-worth is on the line. Perfection is more about perception though, and that's why it's addictive, because you want to be perceived as perfect, and perfect isn't a thing. So we need to stop beating ourselves up, stop fearing shame, blame, and judgment, and let go of anxiety as a lifestyle. A lot of us function in anxiety no one is anxiety free. People all have anxiety and stress, but the difference between people who live life in an anxiety lifestyle and those who are just aware that anxiety is part of their life, that that's the difference. Some of us live in anxiety. We live in reactive mode. People who live without anxiety as a lifestyle know that anxiety is part of life and are able to handle it. So what we want to do is try to cultivate calm and stillness. I know, gag. This stuff made me want to scream when I first heard it. But calm is more so creating perspective and mindfulness while managing your emotional reactivity. People that are able to do this are able to feel their emotions while going through them without being overcome by them. So it takes a lot of practice for people with ADHD, let me tell you, because you first have to get a hold of that impulsivity and then you have to get a hold of your brain and you have to rewire it, basically. Our whole lives we've been saying that we are bad because we aren't perfect or we aren't like other people. We need to stop comparing and start living on our own paths. Living in stillness does not necessarily mean you have to be still. Just quiet your mind and your body to feel less anxious. It doesn't mean you have to actually be still. Just create a clear, quiet place to feel and think. You can pace while you do that, but just make sure your brain is calm. And practicing calm and stillness is a practice. It's not something that you achieve. It's not something to check off of a list. So anxiety just breeds more anxiety. What we want to do is confront our fears, ID the emotions that trigger us, and practice responding in a calm and still manner. I know this episode didn't have a ton of tips and tricks, but I wanted to be more informational about this because of the misdiagnoses that happen between ADHD, anxiety, and sometimes depression. Because people with ADHD, we usually have anxiety and 
and it's really hard to tell the difference. So if you're struggling, I urge you to seek help or even just click down below for a free coaching consult call with me. That's all for now, folks. Stay authentic and I'll talk to you soon.